It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents The Teal Report. Here's Dan Rusinowski. One final game on the schedule for the San Jose Sharks. It's Game 82 at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington. Tonight, the Sharks and the Seattle Kraken meet for the final time this year. So far, the Sharks have been outscored seven goals to six by the Kraken. Their most recent meeting was February 27th at the Shark Tank, and San Jose skated to a 3-1 win. But on January 20th, here in Seattle, the Kraken won by the score of 3-2, and that's something the Sharks won reverse by earning a road victory in the final game of the current campaign. Last night in Edmonton, things were looking mighty good early when Noah Gregor scored two goals to put the Sharks in front. Sharks to center. Pass on the left. Gadjevich the drive. Glove save made down low by Koskinen. Swept it off to his left. Good forecheck. Now it's thrown to the slot. Score! Shimelyevsky stole that puck in the corner and center to Noah Gregor. And the Beaumont Alberta native bangs it in. It's 1-0 San Jose. 1-0 Sharks. Sasha Shimelyevsky gets the lone assist. Seventh goal of the year for Noah Gregor. Here are the Sharks moving in. Gregor throws to the net. Score! It's another goal for Noah Gregor. He put it off the defense, and it's past Koskinen. 2-0 Sharks. But those goals scored 26 seconds apart would not be enough for San Jose. Edmonton would come back several times to tie the score, and in overtime, Zach Hyman got the game winner. Couture loses on the check. Nugent Hopkins poked it free, and the Oilers take over. Gregor, Couture on the ice, up front with Burns back. Couture is off, and now Bordalo is on the ice for the first time in a while. Here comes Nugent Hopkins coming in, trouble, they score! Well, that's Zach Hyman in front of the net. Bordalo and Gregor on the ice. Hyman wide open as Gregor slid over. No chance for James Reimer, and the Edmonton Oilers win it by the score of five to four in overtime. The second overtime win for the Edmontonians against the Sharks in a row. And that concludes the season series as the Oilers win the game 5-4. Bob Bugner talked about the way the Oilers were able to come back and win it in overtime. Well, obviously Edmonton was pressing a little bit. I think they were uh, you no know, cheat behind us. We knew that a little bit. They were going to uh, stretch us out. Um, you know, we just we ran into some penalty trouble, killed some penalties at the end of the game. Um, you know, it seemed like every time we we, we got a we got a lead, we uh, we squandered it. Um, you know, and, and it just it, three on three is a dangerous game to play with that team. And uh, um, there's a legal change in overtime once again that did, uh, that went um, you know uh, not called. Um, they had four guys on the ice, literally about 15 seconds before uh, before they scored. Um, both benches were warned of that going into overtime. They're going to be watching the changes, and of course, it uh, it happened. And uh, um, you know, I think that's what ended up costing us. But you know, we had a couple chances in overtime early. A two on one, Mario just missed. Um, you know, we got caught out long, and that's the way it goes. I think uh, you know, it's a, it's um, one of our better games offensively. Um, you know, on the cycle, generating chances. Um, so there's some positives out of this game.
Captain Logan Couture felt that the club played the right way and has been playing the right way over the course of the last few weeks. He said that the loss was rather difficult to take. Yeah, I wouldn't like to give up that fourth one, but uh, good kill. Um, they got a bunch of power plays there, so playing the run for the majority of the game. Um, would have liked to score on a few more upper chances that we got, but uh, yeah, tough one to lose. It was also a tough loss for James Reimer, who was making a bid to get to the 20-win mark for only the third time in his 12-year NHL career. The loss had to hurt Reimer even more, especially when considering the great save that he had made on Connor McDavid, of all people, on a breakaway in OT just before the winning goal. Twisting, turning. He's looking for Hurdle. He crisscrosses with Hurdle. Is he going to try to get him the puck? This is where he trouble. Here's trouble. Stolen away. Here comes McDavid. Breakaway for McDavid. Walking in, shoots. Save made by Reimer in overtime. Couture says that Reimer's effort this season has been highly appreciated and tremendously respected. Yeah, he's been a warrior. Um, I don't think it's been documented how much he's, what he's played through this year. A lot of injuries. Uh, guy just shows up and works and um, never complains. He played so many games in a row there, and he wanted he wanted the net. Um, a lot of confidence when he's in there. He's got a lot of confidence in his own game. He walks around with a little bit of a, you know, quiet confidence. And when your goaltender has that confidence, the rest of the team feeds off him. So. Uh, he's, he's had a spectacular year for us. The team has been battling very hard regardless of the quality of the opposition this year. Noah Gregor says that it shows the character of the team. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've been doing that all year, especially as of late, just coming back in games, never being out of it. Uh, we know where we are in the standings and all that, but uh, you know, we have a, a lot of pride in that room and guys that uh, go and compete, so we're just trying to do our best to, to compete and, and play hard until the end here. Bob Bugner says that Gregor's improvement has been noticeable this season. Yeah, I think he's just got more poise, to be honest with you. I think he's, uh, um, you know, even from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, I think he's just, uh, you know, I've said that before, it comes with experience. Um, and you got to be in these situations, be put in these situations. And, uh, um, you know, if it fail, it fail at first. And, and, you know, he did plenty of that. Uh, um, you know, we uh, experimented with him in different positions in the lineup and different lines. Uh, you know, last year he played a little center. Um, but I think he's found his game. And I think with that experience and, and uh, the opportunity, he's, uh, he's learned to slow the game down a little bit in his brain and, uh, and have more poise. And I think, uh, I think he could see that just not in the goals, but uh, um, you know, the plays he's making on the half wall in the D zone, um, you know, some of the times he's hanging on to puck in the offensive zone um, and using his, using his feet to get out of the mud in the corners. I think that's, uh, um, that's the biggest thing for him. Couture also agrees that Gregor is making some solid progress. Yeah, I think so. I think he's more comfortable at this level. Um, you know, you step back and realize that uh, these are young guys sometimes, sometimes, and they're coming into, you know, the best league in the world, and it takes time. Uh, you know, very few or select few are able to jump right in and score at a high level right away. So uh, with him, he's battled through some tough bounces this year. and uh, He's brought a positive attitude to the rink every day. He's gotten better. He wants to get better. Um, he's turned himself into a a good NHL player, uh, great speed. Um, yeah, so I, I really like Greg as a player. Gregor was certainly happy to score two goals in his hometown, but he says it was pretty tough to take the loss. I thought we played, you know, strong for most of the game. Uh, we had a lot of ozone time, which is something we haven't done or we haven't been able to do a, a lot throughout the year. So that was a big positive. But then, you know, just holding on to leads, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't quite do it. And uh, you know, it's frustrating. When uh, you're in those situations, you're up, and then uh, you let them back in the game, and you know, they win it overtime, so that's tough. The Teal Report will continue from Seattle in just one moment on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. 
Hockey is more than a game. It's a community inspired by a sport. And strong communities need a clean environment to thrive. That's why we are committed to protecting the places where we live and play for future generations. We're using innovative technologies to transform our business and inspiring communities to lower emissions and conserve resources. Because when a sport is so much more than a game, you have to play it forward. Star! Timo Meyer gets his first of the year and a fist pump. It's everything Sharks hockey in one place. The crowd is on its feet and check out the Sharks bench. They're into it too. It's the Sharks Audio Network, a 24-7 streaming audio platform dedicated to Sharks hockey and the destination to listen to Sharks games. You can find the Sharks Audio Network on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital and at sjsharks.com slash listen. Download the app today to listen to Sharks hockey plus unique Sharks content all day long on the Sharks Audio Network. A couple of lineup changes for the Sharks for tonight's game against the Seattle Kraken. Kapo Kakinen gets the start in goal in the season finale. Jonathan Donnan and Elaine Peterson are in for Sasha Shemulevsky and for Jonah Gadjevich. Don't think that the Sharks are going to go through the motions tonight. Logan Couture says it's important that they earn a victory on their final date. Yeah, we got to play hard. I thought we played hard for large amounts of that game. Um, you know, do I think we could have had a few more power plays? And, yeah, absolutely. I think the game would have been a little bit different, but uh, we battled, found a way to get it to overtime. Unfortunately, lately we haven't been able to get that second point and when it goes into overtime, but uh, you know, we got to show up with a work ethic, play a tough team in a, in a tough building, so um, looking forward to it. Bob Bugner says that a win against the Kraken tonight would be a great way to show appreciation to the Sharks' loyal fan base. We thank everybody for their support, the, the sponsors, the fans, the people that buy the tickets, obviously. Um, um, they're amazing fans, and, and uh, you know those players can feel it every time they're in the rink. Don't miss the last game of the season. Tune in to the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital at 6.30 Pacific time for broadcast coverage of the San Jose Sharks against the Seattle Kraken. Drew Amenda joins me with his great analysis. Don't miss a minute. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Thanks for joining us on the Teal Report. For the complete Teal Report and more great Sharks content, go to sjsharks.com slash listen.